Hey, Derek, did you hear that Steve Harvey and his wife got into a fight? No, I did not. They called it a family feud. <laughs> Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready. Get ready. We're turning it up. What's going on, my fellow champs? Welcome in to another episode of the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. We are your hosts, Justin Gonzalez, Derek Bordeaux. You can find both of us on Twitter at pigskin underscore jgonzo and at pigskin underscore drock. Derek, how you doing tonight, man? You're back. Yes, you are sir. back. I am back. I'm doing great, man. But how are you doing Brand new man. baby here. We've been off the show for Absolutely, two weeks, giving you some time man. with the new one, new little one. How's he doing? Yeah, dude, I appreciate that. How's uh, the dad it, life it's going? It's awesome, man. Uh, August 16th, we had a our beautiful baby boy was Let's blessed go. into this world. And, uh, man, he's been awesome. He's keeping mom up at night. She's letting me sleep because I'm going back to work. But uh, she's, uh, man, It's it's been awesome, man. It's been really cool to... It's surreal. It is a very surreal moment to have your to see your baby being born. So yeah, man. Everything, all love, all support. It's been uh, it's been tremendous, man. But I'm here, ready to talk about some more fantasy football. We are so close to the fantasy season. Yeah, we have regular drafts coming season. up. Regular season coming oh, up. Week three of the it preseason. Is. Preseason's been kind of fun, hasn't it? I think I it's know, just man. because we didn't have football for so long. It's still it's it's kind of fun, man. I, I enjoy. Uh, I enjoy watching some of those games. I enjoy sure. watching them all, man. I will turn on NFL Network at like one thirty in the morning and watch a rerun of the fourth quarter of a random preseason game, and I love it. I love it. I got no... Absolutely. I have no problems airing that out to anybody. <laughs> Most people are turning that stuff off. I'm, I'll am i watch it, so... Oh, 100%. All right, man. Well, uh, it's good to have you back. And we got a lot of stuff to get through this week. We've got wide receiver rankings on the show today. We've got running backs coming up. We've got the champ squad next week. That's going to be fun. Yes, sir. Little uh, plant your flag season on those kind of guys. And we got some mock drafts coming out, too. So it's going to be a great next couple of weeks until the season starts. And then we all have all of our in-season content. Make sure you're following us on all social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz. Links are in the show notes. Let's talk some news. Hey, what happened? Um, so Justin hasn't been here for two weeks, so we're not going to talk everything that's happened in the last two weeks. We're actually going to go back just one day. All right. Uh, we're going to keep it pretty relevant. Just one day at a time, bro. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> that's what they tell you when you have a new baby. Just one day at a time. Just one day at a time. Absolutely. One power nap at a time, Justin. Yep, absolutely, man. <laughs> All right. First thing, Robbie Anderson, receiver for the Carolina Panthers, signed a two-year, $29.5 million extension. Tell him to bring me my money. Dude got paid. Yes, sir. I like that. I like it too, man. I, I like just, that, man. He was such uh, a good player. He, you know, he made himself uh, a part of this offense uh last year the touchdowns just did not come his way he was a very very reliable 
uh, especially in PPR, very reliable option. Um, he goes middle rounds this year, and I'm excited to you know to draft him in some spots and, and to have him on some of my teams. I actually just commented on social media. There was a guy asking like, who would you take? I think it was Anderson, Odell, Fuller, and Jarvis. And I was like, well, you got some high ceiling plays and you got some you know safe floor plays. And I think Robbie kind of fits under that safe floor play. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see what Joe Brady kind of uh, draws up for him this year, man. Yeah, and you got to think that, uh, I mean, Sam Darnold hasn't proven that he's an upgrade, but you got to believe that he should be better than Teddy. Should be. It, T- Teddy's not this world beater of a QB, but he was still able to, you know, have three top 25 receivers Granted, Christian McCaffrey wasn't there, and I understand that. But I think with the this is the best talent that Sam Darnold and the best coaching staff Sam Darnold has been surrounded by. So I can only try to hope and believe in in the players' talents mm-hmm. more than than anything else. Right. So, all right. Next thing, Travis Etn officially placed uh, on tough man season-ending IR has a Liz Frank injury in his foot. Not good for the first round running back. Good for James Robinson, but uh, not for Travis Etienne, the player himself. And I've heard some analysts talking, uh, some not analysts, um, medical professionals talk about Liz Frank injuries. You don't want to, like, even the year after they come back from that injury, they're still not 100%. So this could have a longer effect on him than just this season. Obviously, he's not going to play this year. We could see him maybe not start off strong next year either. So if you're in dynasty formats, you know, it kind of sucks to see, you know, he took a big blow from this injury. You know, it's bigger than just year one. So it's really tough. Yeah, this one, this one hurts, man, because you had a uh, rising, what people thought was, was going to be a rising star this year for Jacksonville. Um, but I mean, it still was going to be, uh, a timeshare in that backfield for Jacksonville. I don't know how well the offense is going to be. To me, it just helps James Robinson a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you might have that, like, Carlos Hyde on the goal line or something like that. Um, he's going to be factored in. But it looks to see, like, James Robinson kind of maybe survived another year and it's going to be, you know, pretty relevant. I think he's going to be a decent lower RB2 uh, play for you maybe if you got if you waited and kind of got you some nice wide receivers higher in the yeah. draft I, I wouldn't be mad of having him as an RB2 now yeah absolutely I mean he he definitely thrived with the volume he got last year problem for me is you gotta you gotta you can't deny that uh, Carlos Hyde is gonna eat into his workload he, they, he James Robinson didn't have this kind of competition on the roster last season so you know, I don't expect him to be the RB7 this year. I don't expect him to get that. Oh, no, ni- absolutely not. It was over 90% workload for uh, as far as team running backs uh, opportunity. I just don't see it this year. Um, but, yeah, yeah uh, low-end low, RB2. Low-end low RB2. Yeah, I can see that. All right, Jameis Winston is apparently the lead, the leader in the clubhouse for starting quarterback job. Lit the field on fire Monday night, hitting two touchdowns to Marquez Callaway. Only had one incomplete pass, over 100 yards passing, putting a solid 
uh, day's work, and Taysom looked like garbage. So it's still Jacksonville's defense, but <laughs> hey, come on now, come on now. Jameis looks sharp. I think he deserves to be the starting quarterback. It's all those uh, crazy quarterback drills he's been doing. <laughs> all right, uh, news breaking um, today. Sony Michelle traded to the Los Angeles Rams. The Patriots send Sony Michelle to the Los Angeles Rams for in exchange for two conditional late round picks. After, you know, Sean McVay staring at his running back group and, you know, Funk and Xavier, what is it, Xavier Jones? Probably, Xavier Jones, yeah. yeah, those guys are not it. So, you know, I kind of thought that they would add somebody and I didn't. I didn't really think it was going to be Sony Michelle. I thought that they would at least wait until he was cut by the Patriots because it was inevitable. I think they were going to cut him regardless. I think the Patriots, like Bill Belichick is a genius. Like if he's not the greatest coach of all time, like I don't know what we're doing because (laughs) I mean, he's, he's honestly, he's probably the, the best GM of all time too. Like he was going to cut this player regardless. And he got the Rams to just give him two draft picks for him. The Rams could have waited. Yep. The Rams could have waited one more week and, and picked him up for cheap, but now they have to and they have to give up two more draft picks when they don't have draft capital to give up anyway. So The Rams don't like drafting. That's the only thing. They yeah. just don't like draft. They don't like drafting the first round. Second and round. Now apparently they just don't round, like drafting. Fourth round. Fifth round. <laughs> sixth round. Seventh round. <laughs> they don't like drafting at all. It's really weird. <laughs> All right, Trevor Lawrence officially named Jaguars starting quarterback. He won the quarterback battle. Oh wait, let's go back real quick. Just just to uh, recap of that, Sony Michelle. Uh, um, to me, this doesn't really affect Daryl Henderson as much as everybody's kind of making this out to be. This is still a very dynamic offense. We already thought that Daryl and. Anderson and K-Makers were going to be somewhat involved. Then when K-Makers went down, all they had was Daryl Henderson. You have behind Daryl Henderson right now is an undrafted free agent and a seventh-round pick. Like, you're not going to have a whole lot. You don't have a whole lot behind Henderson. So they needed somebody to fill in the depth chart, and I think Sonny Michelle was a great addition for the depth chart, not – to affect Daryl Henderson. I think Daryl Henderson is still a very solid RB2 with some hot, with the RB1 upside. I mean, I agree with the take that he's going to be a depth piece, but I do think Sony's going to eat into some of his workload. I don't see him as an RB2 now. I've got him as a high-end RB3, which, I mean, hey, it's almost splitting hairs at this point with, with that ranking. But Yeah, Henderson is RB3? I mean, I moved him down for sure. Oh, I moved him down too, but he for me he's a solid RB too. Let me pull up my ranking. I still think he has he has potential. Okay, I have him as a back end RB two at RB twenty four. So that's that's literally right on the verge of being a high end RB three. So I have him above James Robinson right now, Miles Sanders, Chase Edmonds, Javonta Williams. I have him above those guys because I think the workload will be there. But I don't have him over guys like Mike Davis. Miles Gaskin, Damian Harris. I still don't have him over those guys yet, so I could move him up, but I mean, I really think Sony's going to be a problem. I don't think it's going to be Sony leading the way by any stretch, but I think that he's going to have enough work to 
eat into Daryl Henderson. And I don't think Daryl Henderson is going to be is a lock to keep that passing down work either. You got to remember when when Sony Michelle was in college with Nick Chubb because they played on the same team. Sony Michelle was the passing down back, and Nick Chubb was the uh, one two down thumper. So Sony Michelle has passing down chops, and I don't think that uh, I think Henderson could be the one two down guy. And I think Sony can come in on third downs and even take some of that red zone work away. So I'm, yeah. temp- I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with that. And I mean, looking back at my rankings, yeah, he is on the lower uh, RB two. So maybe his ceiling for the the upside to RB one is not is no longer there. Oh no, I don't I, see I it at all. I definitely think the yeah, I don't see it there anymore. But I do think he could still be that solid RB two that can perform for your team. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, Teddy Bridgewater named the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. How are we Thank feeling about you? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, was really hoping I've been banging the table all off season for Drew, uh, Teddy Bridgewater to be the starting quarterback. Now, I mean, you said it earlier, he's not a world beater at quarterback, but I think he's more consistent game to game than Drew Locke. And I feel like that's better for the options in the offense. It makes me more comfortable taking Jerry Judy as high as I want to take him. Cause at this point I'm reaching for him. And, you know, sometimes I'm getting him as my two or even my three. So, yeah, I, I just took him in a super flex league as my as my three. He's really the only player I really want. I mean, Corlin Sutton's still not 100% back from injury. So, Corlin Sutton, for me, might be a waiver wire pickup when somebody drops him. No fan I'm completely off of. That's just because I'm not. I was off him before. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I like Javante Williams, but I don't think he'll be the starter out of the gate. So, Jerry Judy's the one guy that I'm like pounding the table, drafting everywhere. I got to get him. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And that sucks because me and you have a draft coming up in a couple weeks. And yes, sir. you're hearing me say it like to your face that I like Jerry Judy. And it's, I'm very nervous. Sorry, when we, once we get into these wide receivers, you're going, you're probably going to do the same thing to me, man. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on. Are right, you ready to talk some wide receiver rankings? Let's do it, man. All right, so we're going to talk about the top 36 wide receivers in half PPR scoring. We're going to go, we're going to give, let's do, let's just talk about like, let's go six at a time, right? So we'll just name our top, our top six, and then we'll keep going like that, right? So uh, Justin, who are your top six wide receivers? Remember, this is half PPR scoring, a nice little medium between standard and half and uh, full PPR for, you know, we're trying to cater to everybody, right? So this is the, probably the best yeah. format to discuss this with. So, Justin, top six guys, who do you got? All right, man. So, my top six right now, uh, I have Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, and then DK Metcalf to round out my top six. Love it. I love it. We only have one thing different, and I'll just go ahead and name mine. I've got Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf. I have Ridley one spot lower than you. And um, we both have Metcalf at six. So we have the same six players in the top tier or the top group that we're going to talk about. I mean, what is there really to say about these guys? I mean, these guys are locked and loaded studs, you know. Uh, Do you think there's a – let's talk about the – what is the highest – what is the tier? Where's the tier break in this? Like, what are the top guys? Like, who do you think are – like, what's that tier? Like, for me, it's Adams, Hill, 
and digs, and that's a tear break for me. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, for me, I think the tear break is the Adams and Hill, and I think you start another tier with Diggs, Ridley, and Hopkins. Um, that that's what I'm willing. I'm willing to mm-hmm. put DK Metcalf in the third tier for me. Uh, the the reason being like Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, those guys are definite like game changers. I know Diggs was as well, but I I just I I don't know I don't know if he's at that level with Adams and Hill. You know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. that tear break in tight end where it's Kelsey. That's it. And then you have Kittle and Waller who are excellent elite tight ends. And I feel like that's what Diggs is at the wide receiver spot. Okay. All right. Let's go seven through twelve. I'll I'll give my guys first since you gave yours first last one. I've got AJ Brown, Keenan Allen, CD Lamb, Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin. Who you okay. Got? Um, so my top or the seven through twelve, I have AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, uh, Terry McLaurin, CD Lamb. Keenan Allen and an Allen Robinson. All right. Yeah, I think the biggest one is that I don't have Jefferson in my top 12 wide receivers. It's probably a hot yes, take. Um, <laughs> it's probably a hot take, but yeah, I'm willing that, to die on this. Definitely is a hot take, man. I I see him going. I mean, he's he's going in that second round, right? Right with that DK Metcalf. Like I, I see people taking Justin Jefferson over like DK and AJ Brown and I don't know, man. I, I, I'm with you with what you brought up a couple episodes ago, where you think that he's going to regress. Obviously, there's going to be regression when it comes to uh, his season because the season he had was just unbelievable. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I, I still think he's one heck of a wide receiver. I think he, he's broke out and he's here to stay. But I think he, he is definitely in a, another tier. I, I just I don't know, man. I, I like he he's still to me he's still one of the the best until proven otherwise. You know. Now listen, I'm not I'm not saying that he's not a good wide receiver. Okay. Well, yeah. I have him at wide receiver 13. I'm basing this completely off of the fact that the Vikings are a run first team, and I don't believe the volume will be there. Now, if you look at my top 12 guys, I've got. The Bucks, the Bears, the football team, Cowboys, Chargers. You know, I got teams that are going to be pass happy. You know, my top 12 yeah. guys are all high volume passing offenses. And I just I just don't see the volume being there. I mean, he's a good player. He's a he's honestly probably a great player. I just I'm just a little yeah, but nerd. I don't want to pay his too production. Much. What? Couldn't you see his production uh coming in the likes of an AJ Brown where it's a run first team, but they're super efficient and Justin Jefferson is, could be a super efficient wide receiver and still be a wide receiver one. Yes. But to me, I don't, I don't want to bank on efficiency because efficiency is such a, a, a weird statistic to, to bank on. You know, I, I would rather bank on volume and go with guys that I know are going to get, 130 plus targets. Now I know he got 100, I think just over 120 last year, but 
I don't know, man. Their defense was bad. And if their defense is better, which they, you know, we talked about a couple episodes ago, they spent over $40 million in guarantees on defense. And if that defense is better and they're running the ball, I mean, yeah, they could be more efficient, but like, I'm not going to bet on that. You know, AJ Brown's yeah. a little different because I, I don't know. I just, I, I have a feeling that Jefferson is not going to, he may get over 100 targets. But if the efficiency isn't there, like, is he really that guy, you know? So, I don't know. I just have my reservations about him, and I'm just not confident ranking him that high. And I'm definitely not confident drafting him that high. So, my rankings are pretty much based on how I would draft players, and I just, I'm not taking him in the top 12. There are are guys that I'd rather have than Justin Jefferson. And, you know, Yeah. yeah, he had a great season, but, like, that could just be an outlier. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we've seen it one time, but we've only seen it one time. Like, yeah, what if that was his peak? You know what I'm saying? These other guys. Are you calling this man Kelvin Benjamin? Who knows? Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin in one <laughs> point. At one point. Listen, I'm not. Okay. I'm not going to. I see what you did to me there. Okay. You laid a trap and I walked into it. <laughs> but I'm not going to say that he is the greatest receiver in the league right now. I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to say that he should be drafted over guys like AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, guys that have done it and guys that have been, you know, great wide receivers. Justin Jefferson has, to me, he has to prove, I have to see it one more time. I have to see it. And if he can do it again, Mm -hmm. if he can be more efficient, then, Hey, I mean, wheels up. I'll take him next year in, in the top 12. But as of right now, this is how I'm drafting. I'm not taking him in the top 12. All right. All right. I don't think there's really the any... only other. Uh, yeah. The only other discrepancy you said you had Chris Godwin in your top 12. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's just purely on. I think that's just on uh, a volume. And yeah, Tom Brady was a top five quarterback when targeting the slot position last season. And Chris Godwin played the slot just under 70% of the snaps in 2020. So, you know, if he's if Tom Brady is excellent at targeting the position of the field that Chris Godwin plays the most, then that to me says that he's going to get a lot of volume. And yeah, I mean, Mike Evans is going to be there to steal some touchdowns, especially on the goal line. But Chris Godwin is what two years removed from being a top five wide receiver, you know, and that was yeah. with Jameis. So if if Tom Brady can, you know, year two of this offense, you got to think Tom Brady's going to throw for. A, 43 4400 yards easy you know oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't have much Tampa Bay doesn't have that great of a running game I mean I will not let anybody talk bad about Rojo but I mean the running game was bottom five last year yeah so I think there's gonna be another a pass happy and Chris Godwin I think is gonna be the leader in that in that receiving core and yeah I easily have him as a top 12 wide receiver all right man all right give me your Let's go 13, right, got, 13 through. Did, I, did you say your, you said your top, your seven through yeah. 12, right? Yep, okay. I did. So yep. 13 through 18? Yep. yep. All right, man. So at 13, I have DJ Moore. And I got Amari Cooper, Mike Edwin, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Robert Woods. All right. Nice. I don't, I think there's a, you know, we, we've pretty much got the same guys up in that top spot. Who did you say was at 12 again? My my 12 was Allen Robinson, and then at 13, I have DJ Moore. 
Okay, so I had I had Allen Robinson a little higher than you. DJ Moore, I have at eighteen. So Oof. kind of a, diff, a, a a gap there. Um, you know, at thirteen, I've got Justin Jefferson. Then I got Mari Cooper, Robert Woods, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, and we're going to eighteen, right? DJ Moore. Yep. So, I mean, we've got the same guys again in the same, roughly the same area, just a little bit, uh, the order a little shuffled up. So, um, all right, well, just talk to me about DJ Moore. What makes you think DJ Moore is going to be a high-end wide receiver too? So, I mean, this is this is more of the fact of, you know, I the player – I, I really do think that he could take another step forward this year. Uh, I know it is Sam Darnold, and we don't know how he's going to look and all that stuff. But if you truly have Caffrey in the backfield, I believe it makes your team, or like all the other weapons around you, that much better. Like I think that DJ Moore is going to benefit from having Chris McCaffrey, even though there's going to be more targets that go Chris McCaffrey's way, but with all that stuff, I think with the offense corner, Joe Brady and uh, Chris McCaffrey, like teams having to defend all of those guys, like DJ Moore is a special athlete. Robbie Anderson is still a very good wide receiver and has to be respected. And now you have to worry about, it's not a Mike Davis. Nobody knew what Mike Davis could do last year. You know what Chris McCaffrey can do. There's a reason why he's the consensus 101 in almost every draft, besides maybe Superflex. You know, um, I just think that DJ Moore is going to take a step forward this year. That's how I got it statted out. Even with the Sam Darnold, um, I think that he's going to have a tremendous year. Does he finish? I think he finishes in this range of 13 to 18. I, I can see a spot where he is. I don't really see him jumping into that top 12, but I, I got him. I got him at 13 because that's just who I like a little bit more than, than all these other guys. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just kind of give my thought on DJ Moore because uh, I don't really think there's really much discrepancy in this in this range for us. I think DJ Moore is the only guy. So DJ Moore, to me, it all hinges on Sam Darnold. And I've never been a yeah. Sam Darnold guy. I've been a, I don't want to say a hater, on Sam Darnold, but I just haven't hype his entire career. So his, you know, I'm not questioning DJ Moore as a talent in the NFL. What I'm questioning is, is his quarterback good enough to sustain, you know, top 20 production? And right now I have him ranked as wide receiver 18. So I'm kind of saying yes, but I'm also like kind of saying, yeah, no. you know what I mean? Like I'm, not, I'm really on the his- fence about it. So his talent puts him right where he is at in this range. Yeah, his alone. talent is it's, keeping it, him in the top know, besides 20. Besides quarterback me. play, mm-hmm. for sure. So, all right. Okay, and then let's go with 19. I got Cooper Cup, Deontay Johnson, Adam Thaler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk, and T. Higgins to round out my top 24. So, who you got at 19? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so 19, I actually have Brandon Ayuk. Uh, 20, I have Adam Thielen. Then it goes Cooper Cup, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett, T. Higgins. I love it. I I, I love that you have uh, Ayuk so high. I'm a big Ayuk yes, fan. Dude, I, dude all, all the training camp reports, he's been crushing it. Uh, the dude's got a special talent. His, his position on the field is so much different than where Debo was. Debo is so close to the line of scrimmage. It, it like 
like Brandon Ayuk just gives them that neck. He's the next level guy down the field, um, which isn't a crazy amount down the field, but compared to Debo Samuel, who lives at the line of scrimmage, I really do like Ayuk's skill set. I like how they're utilizing him in training camp. Uh, the preseason, the dudes looked really good. I'm excited to see what this man can do this year. Yeah, I think his value is going to go up as the season goes on as well because I don't think Jimmy Absolutely. Garoppolo is a guy that's going to stretch the field with his arm. So if Trey Lance comes in at some point during the season with that soft schedule at the end, I think you could really start to dominate towards the end of the season. He could be good in the beginning part of the year, but I think he's only going to get better as the season goes on. And as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a wide receiver. I mean, I have him at wide receiver 23. That's on, And again, it goes back to Jimmy G, like, is he going to be able to sustain this type of, you know, production? So I love Brandon Ayuk so much. He's such a great player. So yes, absolutely. I'm trying to get him everywhere. All right. Um, let's go wide receiver three territory now. Starting at 25, I've got Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy coming in at wide receiver 26, Robbie Anderson, Debo Samuel, Jamar Chase, and Kenny Galladay. Give me your... Six in that range, starting at 25. Where are we different, Justin? So 25, I have Cortland Sutton. 26, I have uh, Odell Beckham Jr. 27, Chase Claypool. I got Kenny Galladay, Curtis Samuel, and Jerry Judy. You said what? <laughs> 25, you had who? What? Who did you have at 25? Cortland Sutton. Man. So you have Sutton huh? and Odell in this range. All right, you got to talk to me about Odell. Yes, I do. I, I just talk to me about Odell. about Odell. Yeah, what's going on? I I have Odell Beckham Jr. Right. So, I mean, at. You ready for this? Actually, I don't even see Odell Beckham Jr. on my rankings. Uh, I skipped him. Okay, I have my wide receiver thirty-one. Sorry, I, I overlooked him real quick. Um, thirty-one. Yeah, you've got so him at twenty-five. I mean, we're not that far apart. We got we're about five spots apart. Um, I have Odell a little bit higher. I, I just I really liked what I saw from the Browns ending the season. And this whole everybody was that I was reading on social media or whatever, they're talking about how Odell makes the Browns worse. It doesn't. Like once Baker Mayfield realizes he doesn't need to force feed the ball to Odell Beckham, then that's when this offense becomes elite. He's still a very good wide receiver. The dude has still got skills and talent. Like it's not you know what I'm saying? Like, I I understand, but you this offense flowed a lot better. It moved a lot better. I think Baker got a lot of confidence at the end of the year, especially going toe-to-toe with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh they're late it was in the playoffs, you know. Um I, I just I think I'm a little bit more bullish. I mean, it's still wide receiver three territory. I've got him right there by Claypool. Uh, um, Cortland Sutton, Kenny Galladay, Curtis Samuel. You know, it, it's that group of guys where I'm like, okay, I'm willing to take the shot. He's that. If I got a couple guys that are are a little bit safer as my wide receiver one, wide receiver two, whatever, he's that guy that is boomer bust for me. He's got a high ceiling, but he could also hurt you. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think that's where you just saw Tyler Lockett go boomer bust last year, and he finishes a wide receiver one. So I think that putting him right here at the top of that wide receiver three for me just I think that that's where he belongs 
he's still a good wide receiver, man, at the end of the day. Yeah, I just my the reason why I'm nervous about him, I've got him at wide receiver thirty one. He really hasn't been good in a long time. And I'm just worried that maybe yeah, we've But he showed really good flashes while he was healthy last year. He had a couple really boom games. I know. But as of my third wide receiver, like I think I would want a little bit more stability in that, you know. Like I'm taking guys like I would rather take you know, I'm like for my wide receiver three, I'm looking at like guys like Corey Davis and LaVisca Chanel, Antonio Brown, guys like that. Like guys like I know are gonna be I mean, obviously you don't know that a player is gonna be healthy all, all season long, but I mean let's not pretend that Odell Beckham hasn't left every season in the last couple of years with an injury. You know, it's it's just a guy that I feel like the risk is more than the reward at this point. And, you know, I had him last year on one of my teams and I agree. He was very boom. He had his boom weeks were really good. Like he had some 30 point weeks in there, but then he also had some single point weeks and it was, it just wasn't, it just wasn't, uh, it was very Tyler Lockett-esque without the, you know, wider seat, the top end finish at the end of the year. So I'm just, I'm just not going to draft Odell Beckham. I'm just not going to do it to myself again. I mean, he was my, he was the main reason why I won my first fantasy championship a couple years ago. So, I mean, there's always be, there'll always be a special place for Odell Beckham, but not this year to me, not this year. The Browns are another one of those teams that it's a, it's a run heavy team. Some, hey, sometimes you just want don't want to get burned again. I understand it, but this is where, like, just because I got him ranked here, it doesn't mean I'm going to be taking him. Like, you know, just I, I just feel like this is where he do, he belongs because of that boomer bust yeah. potential that he has. I mean, it's not especially it's, it's not egregious. Out. Five spots apart, so I'm just rather I would rather take guys like Claypool, Judy, Robbie Anderson, Debo Samuel, and Jamar. I'd rather take all those guys over Odell Beckham, and I do have it ranked that way, and. You know, I've got Curtis Samuel right behind him and Mike Williams a couple of spots later. You know, those guys I would rather take. But, you know, Odell Beckham, you know, he's he's like a fringe art wide receiver three. You know, if he gets past that range, you know, I'd be fine taking him pretty late because the boom when when he does give you those boom weeks, they're they're all your you know, they're, they're weak winning weeks when when he goes off. But. Yeah, the 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 risk of injury, the risk of the Browns being the Browns, you know, and 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 running the ball forty times a game, you know, that's that's there. So, yeah, that's why I'm off of him a little bit. So, all right, so where was that? Where did that leave us? Wide receiver thirty. Yep. All right, so wide receiver thirty. I've got Kenny Galladay. Sorry, that's uh, we're starting at thirty-one. My bad, thirty-one. I got Odell Beckham Jr., Curtis Samuel, DJ Chark, Brandon Cooks, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Mike Williams will round out my top thirty-six wide receivers. Who, who is your? What is your last group of the top thirty-six guys? All right, so all right, so at thirty-one, I've got Debo. Then I got Robbie Anderson, Antonio Brown, Jalen Waddle. Um, Juju, and then Brandon Cooks. I love it. I love that you have Antonio Brown. I was going to talk about Antonio Brown in a second as like an honorable mention, but I love that you have him here in the top 36 wide receivers. 
he's such a good value right now. And I don't even think you have to dra- draft him in the top 36 at the moment. So I think that's a great. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. What Do you have his ADP in front of you? Uh, yeah, his, yeah. Uh, his current ADP is ninth round, like the end of the ninth round. Yeah, that's that's stealing. That's absolutely stealing. This is Antonio yeah. Brown we're talking yep. about. And easily the best value on the Tampa Bay roster. So, got to love it. Got to love it. He's in the top 36. I'm kind of jealous. I should put him up there. So, I may have to do some <laughs> some tweaking, if you know what I'm saying. So, all right. Well, yeah. yeah I, and there's not really too many big discrepancies in there. I mean, I do have Corlin Sutton outside my top 36, and you have him inside yours. Um, we both have Juju and Brandon Cooks in this range. Um, did you have DJ Chark in this range? I do not. I actually have DJ Chark down at 41. Yeah. Um, I have uh, Jalen Waddle in there. Yeah. That makes sense. You're a, you're, you're a big Dolphins guy, man. But Jalen Waddle is a – he's going to be a problem. And we've talked about it a couple times I, this offseason. He's going to be a problem. When you talk about – when we talk about guys that, you know – that you're excited about this is this is the name that comes up man i have him above jamar chase um i i've, I've got him a bunch of above like a bunch of guys and I, i'm very excited to see what jan waldo can do this year justin what kind of shoes do ninjas wear what sneakers <laughs> <laughs> all right guys that's gonna do it for us tonight uh thank you all for listening good to be back uh it's been it's been fun man been fun talking some football with justin and getting to uh getting back into the swing of things we're going to be putting out a lot of content in the next couple of weeks so follow us on all of our social media handles you can go follow the show at pigskin champs on twitter at pigskin champs pod on facebook justin man wide receiver rankings in the books we got running backs coming up next take it away man all right guys we appreciate y'all tuning in thank you very much we will be back again next week with our running back rankings we hope you all enjoyed our wide receiver rankings And uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. See you.